In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England zone, Van Helsink. And I'm still waiting for my good friend, Mr. Richard Felix, as he is babysitting a bunch of American tourists somewhere in Scotland. So I have been informed that he will be joining us. It's just a question of time. But anyways, we have a great show for you tonight. Uh, We have a fascinating guy by the name of Joe Power, who is with the Sixth Sense. Yeah, I can even say that. Sixth Sense Academy. And this whole thing is quite intriguing to me. So uh, let's see if we can bring Joe on and find out more. Joe, you there? I am. Hello, America. Thanks for having me on the show, Ron. Can you hear me? Oh, we can hear you better than you can hear me. <laughs> Fantastic. I hope everyone's okay. And let's just say to the American people, I'm glad that you've got that Obama fella. So all the people thinking of you is in England and all the people that were lost. Okay. Uh, we got Obama or Osama? Yeah, Osama. But I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I know that it's, it's a little tough. They sound like. Yeah, so we're thinking of all the families in the U.K., so, you know, we, we think about them all. Oh, thank you. Uh, we appreciate that. And uh, you, you know, it's funny though. Um, I mean, there were a lot of people that were uh, w- when he was killed uh, that were cheering and all the stuff. But somehow, I just couldn't wrap my uh, my mind about that. You know, cheering and celebrating someone's death. It just to me, it's it just doesn't seem. Trust me, he deserved it, and and I'm glad he's gone. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. It just it it just seems weird. That's all. I mean, uh, that's pretty typical of what we did uh, when the Arab world uh, cheered when the towers went down. So it, it's kind of, you know, the same mentality. So I don't, I don't know. Anyways, that's, that's just me. I think, I think the best way of looking at this is that the Arab people and the, you know, the, the, the faith, you know, they've got a good faith and good religion and the good people and so the American people and so the good around the world. And I think that's what counts. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, it's not, it's, it's obviously it's about religion, but then it's about getting, obviously, these naughty people that are spoiling it for everyone else. And, you know, the, there's good guys out in the Muslim world that are innocent families yeah. as well, as well as the Americans. Yeah, it's a sad situation. 
You know, mm. why can't we all get along? <laughs> but we can't. <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah. But anyways, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about you, Mr. Joe Power. Thank uh, you. First of all, why don't you give me a little bit of uh, history of uh, Joe Power? How did you get involved in the uh, psychic world and so forth? Well, Ron, I got involved. I was a little bit skeptical, even though I had an insight when I was a child. And it was so many years ago that my brother was found dead, which I believed he was murdered. And when um, his body was found, I was unhappy with the circumstances in the way he was found. Mm -hmm. And I'd done my own investigation, and the coroner left the case open to this day, so I believe he was murdered, and then spiritualism found me, really. Really? So it was more of a calling for you. Yeah, it was more of a calling. I had no interest in being a psychic or a medium. It was probably one of the last things that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But then I had a great, um, I had um, visitations of people coming to me, and I tried to understand it and push it away, and not have any involvement at all with it. But then the visions got more powerful, and then I you know, began to wonder what my life was about and what, you know, what I could offer to people um, through the knowledge that I have. Okay. So, I mean, do you have any formal training yourself? Yeah, I went to a, a college and obviously you like to know where you're getting these visions from. Is it just from the subconscious mind? Or is it a real spirit person talking to you? So I had um, over probably about eight years of going in and out of college and really trying to fine tune what you're getting. And, you know, it's like the mechanics of mediumship, finding out where it's coming from, how to apply it, and how to put it together. Right. And so that's how you've got involved in it. And how long totally have you been doing this? It will be 12 years this year. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So when you, when you first, you know, realized that you had this talent uh, and you began to hone it, um, were you sure you were on the right path? In other words, uh, uh, I mean... What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, well, you sure you were on the right path? I mean, you sure that's what you wanted out of life, was to to work with this talent you have? Well, I'm st- let me say I'm still searching for my destiny, my, my pathway, like many people. Mm-hmm. When it first happened, is that I had a powerful vision of a young person that had gone missing within the area. And it was a dream, and a young lady had come through to me and said she'd been carnaged and mangled, and for the police to say it's the fairground and the railway. Uh-huh. Now, I, see, I had no insight into, you know, I, I had a little, little bit of insight when I was a child and different things. If you read me book, The Man Who Sees Dead People, it'll give you a full insight. So I had these visions of this lady coming through to me, which she was, she was dead, she'd been murdered, and the police thought she was a missing person and she'd just gone missing with a boyfriend. Well, I went into the police station, they thought I was an absolutely lunatic, I was shaking like a leaf, 
And I said, you, you've got to take this information. This young girl isn't missing. She's been carnaged and mangled, and the police need to say to the railway and the fairgrounds. And it was about 10 months later, is that the police never got back in touch with me, is that her body was found in two separate locations. One was the fairground and one was the um, railway station. Really? Yeah, that, that's, you know, the God's Oswald truth, that's exactly what happened. And that's why, because I had such a strong, powerful vision of, you know, seeing something before it actually happened, that's why I knew that there was an afterlife without any shadow of a doubt. Right. You know, it, it's funny, uh, Joe, is that myself, I was uh, pretty much a skeptic like you were, uh, when I was younger, and then I had a near-death experience. But even when I had that, I kind of like, well, you know, maybe it was drugs that they gave me at the hospital and so forth and other things. And it was only till I went out and started to experience things myself that I realized uh, how much that we don't know about our own world uh, spiritually-wise. Yeah, it, it, it's true. We, we, you know, I mean, I, I've, I've obviously... You've got you've got two sides to the story. I mean, I appeared on a TV show with um, I'm not even going to mention the guy because it was edited um, so one-sided. It was the equivalent of your Jane Brandy in the uh -huh. yeah. yeah. And I appeared. I, I I agreed to do the show with him because I had nothing to hide or nothing to fear. Because you know when when these illusionists come or these skeptics, when the the you know, they fed the information and the TV, the people that are watching it don't understand that when they receive their information, they're actually fed their information. Ours is true. We, we naturally get it. That's why, like to this James Randi and the, the skeptics, I don't give a damn about them. And I signed for this program, which was to observe me um, in what I do from every day normal things but to be honest Ron when I signed the piece of paper I thought is that the guy was going to do a documentary and follow me and give an insight into what I do into, right. the, into, into the police work and what he done is that he ripped it to shreds and made himself look good for the sensational hour TV and made right. me look like ridiculous out there yeah, that's 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 hard. I mean, I don't understand why. Well, I do understand because of ratings and so forth. But uh, you know, it, it's people's lives, and, and not only that, it, it affects the whole uh, uh, profession in itself. I mean, every time that there's some bad light shed upon it, uh, it it's reflected on everyone, really. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think people should be scared of you know disheartened with these you know. When you get these skeptics out there, you know, all they are is, is normal people. And it seems, it seems that they have a problem because if you don't like psychics or mediums, why, why would you, you know, why would you get involved? You know, if right. you don't believe in something, stay away from it. I, I don't follow an illusionist or someone like Sir James Randi. I don't even bother looking at his life. But why are he so you know, ridiculed and hate. Absolutely. There's, there's absolutely no reason other than for the dollar, or the pound, as we say over there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, and, uh, so 
sorry, go on. Sorry, sorry, no, go that's on. okay. That's okay. Go ahead. And it's one million dollars. You can imagine the interest on that. He's had it since 1970, odd, has he? So, right. you know, I mean, if anyone was to do the test, it must be worth about $15 million now, and not the $1 million. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but inflation. <laughs> the interest rates. Right, inflation. Yeah, yeah. the interest rate, yes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's interesting. So, anyways, uh, when you got involved in the show, I mean, I just want to touch that before we move on to something else, but... Uh, uh, you really didn't know it was going to happen until you had completed the show, and then they they edited it. Well, it wasn't a live show; it was all it was all recorded, correct? Yeah, it was it was all recorded. It was recorded over five days, and when when the program went out, they actually give it to. They wouldn't let me view it or have anything to view it, and you know, I bought this guy. I bought him into my house. We even bought him a present from the baby to say thanks for coming along. We got oh my God. Bit, you know, we, we bought him a 50-pound pair of couplings to say, <laughs> you know, thanks for the week. And then when this went out, you know, uh, people looked at the spiritual world in a completely different way. Is if it was fake, he used the words fake. Are you a fake? Are you a fraud? Oh, my God. You know, you know and... And what he done is that he investigated the police cases. He, he investigated a police reporter that was all backing me up, and he cut them all out. And some brilliant readings that he done. I mean, there's three sides to a story. There's always three sides, but I never ever got my side out. And I'm hoping the people in America, if they're signing anything, to do with any documentary or anything to do with a skeptic, just be pre-warned, is that as soon as you sign, is that the whole team, from the cameraman, from everyone that is involved with these skeptics, it's all a part of the plot. They've got no intention of doing a fair documentary or a balance or to give an insight into a program. Right. You know, and, that's... That all, ever since I started the, the Ghost Project, and, and I've gotten involved in a lot of TV and, and radio and newspaper myself, and I've always put myself out there, and, and luckily, and, and I do have to say this luckily, is that no one has really mistreated me in, in, in any of them, which is, I mean, you know, they got their old snide remarks here and there, but they really never... Uh, was malicious, uh, except for the, the one guy, Joe Nickel, who was, I, I love this guy. They, they, we used to have a, uh, a group in the United States called Side Cops. I think they've changed it now. Their name to CSI something or other now. And, and, and Joe Nichols uh, always commented every time I was in the newspaper. And uh, it was really interesting. He had never met me, never knew anything about me, but he was more than willing to trash uh, the work that I did. And, and I looked at his credentials, of course. He was an English teacher, so I mean, and that helps a lot too. So, so anyways, that's our, I guess our little rant about the uh, bad press, isn't it? Yeah, but it's it's good because they always go on about cold readings, and it's interesting to know that you know what is a cold reading. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they come out with this random statement that it's a cold reading, and obviously they can do what we can do. You know, as a medium, is that we claim is that we can get in touch with people from the other side that have passed over. You know, if we say that we've got your dad here and he's 56 years of age and he died in the August, how is that cold reading? Right. 
And, you know, you know, if that's facts or factual information, how can they say? Now, what I did do, which didn't go out on this TV program, is that I actually challenged this big, huge guy in the UK to do a show with me on a one-to-one on, on, a, on, on, the, on the medium show and the psychic show that I was doing that evening. And you know what he said? Is right. that he wouldn't be so sick to do the show. And I said, why not? You don't, you don't want last night, didn't you? You done the reading yesterday. But he wouldn't hear that on the program. And he huh. says, uh, you know, so this is, you know, I, when we say cold reading, is that it's a load of rubbish that fed the information. So he wouldn't do, he wouldn't do the show with me. He, he wouldn't do the live show. His bottle had gone yep. completely. Poppycock. Anyway, so Joe, you are actually um, involved with a group now called the Sixth Sense Academy, which I find also very intriguing as well. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, the Sixth Sense Academy, we've obviously set that up. It's um, spiritual education schools, and we're looking to bring them. We've got one in Spain, we've got one in Liverpool, and we're looking to bring them to America. And hopefully, people that are listening here, we'd love to have some American tutors as well. You know, the Sixth Sense Academy offers everything from mediumship development, psychic, trans, meditation, Reiki, angel communication, past life regression, ETC, astrology, everything. But I'm very interested in the teaching side of it because I think the people out there need to have the best teaching possible. And, you know, all my tutors that I get, you know, have to be on a high standard because we are out there for criticism now in, in this big, huge, wild world. So I aim to give the best tutoring as possible and the best standard, and that's what the Sixth Sense Academy is all about. Okay, and we, I know you're involved in it. Uh, was, was the Sixth Sense Academy, uh, did you help develop it, or was it already in existence when, when you came aboard? Yeah, no, I've helped develop it, and it's only, it's only obviously been going for about um, just under a year now. So it's obviously growing all the time, and, you know, that's why I said we're just building our tutors up now. We've got a really interesting guy, and he's an ex-policeman, and he's been head of the security for 25 years, and he's got an MBE from the Queen. Now, he works with me on special investigation um, cases on missing people, because that's what I'm known for on missing people. Mm -hmm. So he, he's obviously working alongside with me on some of these, um, you know, in some of the schools. So we're going to be doing, you know, quite a lot of things within the academy. You know, it sounds fascinating, and, and one of the, the most interesting things that I found about it is is where this place is. I mean, it's at, and I, I'm going to mess the word up, Leasau Le Le Castle? Leasau Castle, yeah. Leasau Castle. It's in the Wirral, you know, Liverpool, Liverpool, where the Beatles just, just not far from there. And obviously it's a very old castle. And now, was, it, was there a reason to have it in the castle? 
Well, it, it, it's nice because obviously you, you're going back within history, um, it gives a nice feel to it. Don't get me right. wrong, we right. do mix them and we do put them in modern places as well. So it's just that it's a nice place to have it in the, within the castle, within the grounds. And the whole environment is, is nice to have it there. Yeah, I mean, to, to me, I mean, I would go just just to be able to go to that place. I mean, it, it, it's awesome. So, I mean, well, it, I have to ask the question. I mean, it's a, what, 400, 500-year-old castle. Is it haunted? Well, to be honest with you, I, I obviously, I, I do do a few ghost hunts, but I'm not really, I, I do, you know, ghost hunts. Mm-hmm. The castle is haunted. It's it's well documented and it's well known to be haunted. I believe there's tables that have moved around and spirits have been seen in there quite often. You know, even as in you know when I say spirits, obviously ghosts um, have been seen from the guests quite often there. So it is a quite a spooky place mm-hmm. to to go. Um, quite a fascinating place as well. You know, it's. I don't want to give too much away from it because we do get our students to pick up on what happened in the place. Obviously, I fully know what happened in there. Right. history about there. But it's good, you know, to give them exercises and channel into yeah, it. Yeah, it. it's, it's a great laboratory. I mean, I think, I think it's an awesome laboratory. Yeah, it's fantastic, you know. It is great. And and once again, uh, why don't we? Uh, if someone wanted to sign up for one of these programs here at the uh, Sixth Sense Academy, uh, where would they go, and and how would they do this? Well, the, 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 if you just went on the Sixth Sense, and what, the way I'm spelling Six is S I X Sixth Sense Academy, not the Sixth A, so it's S I X. If you put in Sixth Sense Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the details will all come up on the website. And if you wanted to be the course, you could come over. Okay. Or, or vice versa. I am. We are looking to set up some places in America next year. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to get my book. Someone out there at the moment. You must have a read of it. Um, the man who sees dead people brought. Um, it's actually been written by a lady in America called Jill Wellington. Okay. And she was a newspaper, uh, sorry, a reporter journalist in Michigan. And she's actually written my book. She's actually um, done the transcripts for The Man Who Sees Dead People for a movie. So oh, wow. I hope. Yeah, someone out there, if they're interested in reading The Man Who Sees Dead People, it would give you a, it would be a fantastic movie out there because it gives you a real insight from where I was having visions from when I was a child, from murder investigations, from people going missing, and you know a, a real honest read it is, but it's a fascinating read. Right. So yeah. we're we're, we're this, this, that, this, I'm sorry. sorry this is your book, right? Yeah. This is my book. Yeah. Okay. And it's called The Man Who Sees Dead People, and the transcripts have just been done now to, to, to make this into a, a movie. But wow. I'd love it to be in America. Okay. Actually, I, I should check this out, and uh, during the break, I'm going to check it out and see if it's available on Amazon. Do you know if it's available on Amazon U.S.? 
it is because Penguin Publishers. Um, oh, very good. It, it, it's from Peng, Penguin was the publisher, so it is available on Amazon. Yep. Yep, it's, it, Penguin is a great publisher, so uh, they definitely ha- should be available everywhere. Should be available in Barnes and Noble. Should be uh, also on Amazon as well. So that I will have to get a copy myself, actually. So yeah, it'd be great, Ron, and it'd be great to meet one time and come over. Yeah, I mean, uh, as it turns out, I, I've uh, become quite associated with the, the Brits for some reason. It's nothing that I reached out for, but it, it, it has. I've had David Wells over here, uh, of course, Richard Felix, uh, Karen O'Keefe, and uh, oh God, God, a couple other ones anyways. But uh, I think Brian Shepard's coming over in the, in the fall. So. Oh, it, it, it's interesting. I would love to meet you guys too. But now you also you work with other teachers here at the academy as as well, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and they are. We've got Dave Lauderman. He's the ex policeman. We've got Deb Hawkins, Chrissy Astle, Laura Penn, and Joylene Gooden. A lot of these people. Uh, some of the tutors are angel people. The Dave works with me. He's the ex-policeman. He's a Reiki master. He loves Reiki. Um, you know, so it just gives you an insight of some of the people. Most of all, these have been on TV, so they 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 know that you know they, they know how to be the fantastic tutors they are. So we're picking the best possible tutors that we can get. And, and the, the interesting thing it's 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 a wide. Um What's the the word I'm looking for? It's it's a very very course. Like you said, you have people who do angel work and uh, psychic mediums, and uh, you know, one of them I, I noticed was a life coach, and uh, uh, you know, and healers, and and so it's it's multidiscipline. So which is interesting. Now, if they go, they they can they can choose the courses that they wish to take, or or is it they pretty much uh, you get all of them. No, yeah, on some of them, you get all of them. The one in Ireland that we're doing this year, you get all of them because you've got, you know, the angel, then you've got the psychic development, then you've got the mediumship, you know, so it, anyone from beginners would take the early, de- early development of psychic work, and anyone in that is already established into the mediumship would be taking the mediumship courses. But then if you wanted the angel workshops, you would, you know, you'd be put in that class where he was into the angel workshops. So everything's structured. So you you can specialize in a discipline. Yeah, very much so. You've got to specialize and you've got the discipline because if you're teaching people outside there, I'm a great believer. If you have the knowledge of a psychic and a mediumship, that's what you should be teaching your tutors of what you know. If you've got an angel therapist and they've got great insight into angels and they, you know, obviously have got an insight, that's what they should be teaching the other students. If If you've got an insight into trance, into mediumship, and that's what you do, that's why we have specially special trained tutors for all different areas. Okay, that that sounds really interesting. I know we're coming up to break. I believe it's about thirty seconds. So uh, okay. you're right. We'll be back after that. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles. Hello. Uh, uh, don't go away on me, right? I oh, know. I'm going to stay. I'm staying. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Ron Kolick. Uh, Richard Felix is out there somewhere. Where he is, we do not know. Uh, we are live on Tojinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. So we'll be right back after the following messages on the fantastic flagship Tojinet.com. Producer Eric Anderson. We'll be right back. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parrax family. Take 6,427. All right. Hi, I'm Ron Kolick, author and lead investigator of the New England Ghost Project, New England's own Van Helsink. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the blonde bombshell, and I'm the lead investigator of East Bridgewater's Most Haunted. And we'd like to invite you to tune in. Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Every Wednesday night. At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.toginet.com. So, so yeah, what are they going to hear on this stupid show? What are they going to hear? They are going to hear things that they can't believe are happening. Like uh, Beyond Bizarre. And Cemetery Tripping. Oh, that's your deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one of these days you're going to get so scared of one of these cemetery tripping things that uh, you'll have to get a new (laughs) co-host. I am brave beyond belief. Yeah, we'll see. scares me. So anyways, if you're bored and you got nothing to do on Wednesday night, tune in to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Dan and Ron. See you then. And we are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Ron Kolick and Rich is somewhere but not here. So hopefully still in the land of the living. Our very special guest has been uh, on, by the way, on uh, Tojinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel and beyond. And our very special guest is Mr. Joe Power of the Sixth Sense Psychic Academy. And that's S-I-X. S-E-N-S-E. It's not psychic, is it? It's just Academy, Sixth Sense Academy. My apologies, Joe. That's fine, Ron. So, anyway, Joe, I mean, uh, have you, this is a kind of interesting because you know I do like uh, paranormal investigating, and, and that's, uh, but I, I, I have this uh, nickname called Van Helsink, and the reason that I've, have this persona is that when I first, I, mean, I have a degree in environmental science and was never much of a, a uh, believer in the uh, the uh, paranormal. But, uh, you know, just because I didn't believe anything, I was um, at least open-minded enough to see if there was invalidity. And, of course, after years of investigating, I know that a lot of the stuff I didn't believe in it was absolutely true. So, 
Van Helsing, of course, is the, the character from Bram Stoker's Dracula, and he was a man of science, yet he was versed in the arts and the crafts. So that's kind of how I got that nickname. So a lot of people ask me that. So anyways, there you go. Uh, so, Joe, let me ask you this. I mean, you really don't – do you deal much with, like, ghost hunts and stuff, uh, or is it just more in the, the strictly psychic end? No, as, well, as a medium, I deal with it all the time. I mean, because if you're obviously, if you're a natural, you know, medium and you, you, can, you can pick up, obviously, energies, you, right. you see them all the time. I mean, I do a lot of private readings, and before I go into the house or the building, mm-hmm. I will normally see the spirit before I've just got, before I've even knocked on the door. There's many times that... I've gone to do a private reading for someone, and before I've got to the front door, I know that I can see, I can see the, the, the father's energy waiting for me. So as soon as I go into that house, I already know is that I'm bringing the father through or the husband through before I've, I've actually gone into the building. Right. So Thank even you. obviously talking about ghosts or... You know, it is a it's it's a great it's a fascinating thing for me. But to be honest, because the amount of um, work I've been doing, I haven't had chance a lot to do a lot of ghost hunting. You know, in this part of the world, because most people want to see me for my psychic and mediumship messages from the other side, and obviously shows. Well, I mean. Uh... I can see that. I mean, because you have that ability, and people always want to connect with uh, uh, loved ones of uh, ones that have passed. But I mean, you also have that ability, which is great. I mean, you know, I mean, look at David Wells when he was on Most Haunted. I mean, that's basically he wasn't a ghost uh, hunting medium. I guess that's kind of a coin yeah, name. Right, yeah. Before that, uh, you know, he he was uh, into uh, past life regression and and uh, uh, you know mediumship and 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 yet he was in this ghost hunting show. So I mean, it's I, I think it's hard in a way not to distinguish between the two because uh, you're both connecting with spirit. Uh, it's just perhaps it's the venue. Yeah, you, you, you're true. You know, I mean. If, if I was to go out and do an investigation on what was in the building, I mean, sometimes you get some great insights of what comes up. I mean, it's, it, I've done quite a few of them, you know, for the, for the theatres before I've actually done a show. And some of the information that comes through from the, from the ghosts and the spirits on the other side yeah. is absolutely fascinating. You know, I mean, it is intriguing. There's no doubt about it. Um, I'd love to do it more if I had the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, saying that, a couple, I mean, I have got plans um, quite a bit, and it may be in America for next year. I can't say too much about it at the moment. It's just in the early stages where I may be involved in a lot of ghost hunting. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's very popular right now. And when I first started the New England Ghost Project, it was, if you go on the internet, there was like probably a two dozen ghost hunting groups throughout the country and and now you can get 200 ghost hunting groups in a city and oh, well, never mind the country. 
Yeah, I mean, it is it is fascinating because you know, like you said, you you you're obviously you know the gadgets out these days and the interest in it, and to actually see something paranormal, I don't think there's not more fascinating to know that there's an afterlife or there's something else that is out there, and you're involved in seeing, touching, and feeling, and having a, an insight that other people haven't got. Is fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. But you know the the interesting thing too is is uh, we kind of do as a ghost hunter we kind of do the the reverse of what you do when you do a reading. Sometimes you have uh, spirits that are not associated with people, but associated with the property or or more historic spirits pop in once in a while. Correct. Yeah, you're right. But I think I think I think in ghost hunt now, and obviously mediumship, I think we really need to look at this, and we really need to look at it more on a modern, 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 modern techniques now. And this is a little bit going back to the Sixth Sense Academy because I find now is that when I obviously connect to the spirit world, mm-hmm. is that. I I don't accept you normal. I like to ask the spirit people questions now. I mean, I've just done a local, you know, a, lo- um, a local missing person um, right. case. And what I do is that I get in touch with the person that's passed over. And I ask them because some spirits actually lie to you. You know that. I don't know if you're oh, aware absolutely. of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think a lot of people do know that, though, but I, I do know that. Yes, spirits do lie. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was just connecting to someone in the spirit world, a famous murder case, um, someone that's gone missing. And I was actually, someone had just died recently, and he was obviously um, paedophile, and I was trying to ask him questions. But when I was talking to him, I knew that he was lying to me. You know, like you know, like you would know someone with your sixth sense that if you were talking to someone in a conversation, you right. do lie on the other side as well. Right. You know, I, I, mean, I, think, I mean, that goes all the way back to you, you know the fear of the Ouija board, where people invite spirits in with the Ouija board, and they're not the spirit that they think they're dealing with, and that that causes problem. I mean, that's a classic uh, example here in in the states that's you know well known that 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 you think you're dealing with one spirit and you're really dealing with another spirit, and, and that goes to show that they can lie. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's quite interesting, but I, I really do have long conversations because, see, what what I aim to do, I, I think with anything with ghost or now, we really need to move on in a, a much stronger way as in the teaching and the techniques. It needs to be really polished and crisp. If we're getting in contact with a, a certain person, we have to be more nosy, you know, what day did he die? Was he was he dead on a Tuesday? Did he die at five to eight? Right. Uh, what happens? How many people was around them at the time? We we really need to have specific information with this teaching, and I think some of it, you know, you know obviously I'm on a spiritual radio, mm-hmm. but I think psychics and mediums really have to be in touch with the the spirit people on the other side. And delve in. Don't really be nosy with what you're getting. 
you know, we're speaking to an intelligent force. You know, we're living on this earth and we're right. communicating with people that have passed over. We should be, you know, getting the best oh, information. You're right. Sorry, I Ron. Think we, I did, uh, that wasn't me. I think we just had a voice from the other side. Uh, interesting, huh? Yeah, interesting. <laughs> what have we stirred up? <laughs> yeah. Richard, here. Hey, how are you doing? Is that Richard? Yes, it's Hello, Richard. Sir. How are you, Joe? I'm fine. How are you, Richard? Mate, great to I, hear you again. I, I haven't seen you for a few years. No, I know. I'm stressed, mate. I'm stressed beyond words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stressed. Now relax. It, it must yeah, be those Americans, Richard. Are they driving you nuts? <laughs> It's those damn Yanks, they're driving me mad. I've got, 50, I've got 50, 52 of them with me at the moment. <laughs> and we're all sat having dinner. Oh, God bless you. Yeah, God bless me and all who sails in me. But, uh, yeah, it's, been, it's fantastic. We're having a fantastic time here. Absolutely. I'm sorry about the delay, but we, we, we actually got to the hotel at um, about two minutes to, to, um, two minutes to eight. And then, then we've been trying to set up Skype all this time, and it just wouldn't have it. But oh, we're, we're in, and, and um, everything's tickety-boo. And I do apologize for last week. I did £5,000 worth of damage to my car. Oh, that's like a new car over here. Uh, well, I said more than oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, never mind. I'm, I'm here. I'm on, and um, how's things? And how's Joe, anyway? I'm fine, Richard. How are you? I'm, I'm fine. How are you so? Yeah, very well, thanks. Extremely well. I'm um, having a fantastic time up here in Scotland at the moment. Uh, we're doing a week's tour uh, of Bonnie Scotland, and it's a uh, ghost tour, of course. And mm -hmm. we found some amazing sites already. Oh, fantastic. I'm glad that you're... Well, you've always been really busy, haven't you? Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. But, you know what they say, if you want a job doing, ask a busy man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so where are you in Scotland now, Richard? At the moment, I'm on, on Loch Lomond, um, at the most haunted hotel in the whole of Scotland. Mm. Yeah, oh yeah, it's called the Winnock Hotel. And I tell you, it's, um, it, it's, it's, very, it's, it's been in the news, it's, the newspapers have covered it recently. Um, they have spirits behind the bar, literally, because they have uh, the ghosts that move whiskey bottles behind the bar. Uh, footsteps, uh, screams coming from bedrooms, and it, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's <laughs> and they're, all, they're all sitting here now around me with their mouths wide open because they're all up there. <laughs> they're up there, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, they're, they didn't know any of this, so, uh, and of course they've all got bedrooms here, and uh, I think quite a few of them are haunted, so, uh, oh, they're in for a good night. Trust oh, they're in for a good night. You know, Joe, Joe being a, a medium like he is, I, I'm just wondering, like, if he went to a, a hotel like that, uh, wouldn't a lot of those spirits want to communicate with them? I mean, you wouldn't get any sleep. They'd be, like, bugging you all the time, wouldn't they, Joe? Well, Ron, um, it's interesting you've said that because obviously a lot of, I don't know if Richard's ever experienced this, Basically, when a spirit is obviously, you know, holding a certain location, is that, I don't know if you've ever had a feeling where you can't move or you can't shout or you can't scream. Richard has. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I have. Richard. Yeah. And yeah. 
you know, I, I was I was really intrigued to find out what used to pin me down and why I was so scared. And you, you literally can't scream, you can't shout, you can't move. And you, there's obviously pure evil that is locked within you. Now, I was, um, you know, wanting to find out, you know, the, the knowledge of this, why it was happening to me at certain times. And what it is, is that it's, it's people, it's, it's, called, it's negative spirits that are on the other side that have got no light. And what they do is that finger and talk. Uh-oh. He's breaking up. I guess he is. Has he gone? No, uh, he's he's here, but you're, you're the one. We get all kinds of voices on this. Oh, really? Well, we, I mean, I'm, I'm actually sat in the dining room at the moment with everybody uh, around me, literally, you know. All no, this, this was some type of interference voice. So, Joe, you're still there, right? Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, and oh, we, we, we kind of cut you off in the middle of that. Uh, you want to finish it up? or yeah, basic, basically, I mean, people listening outside there, and obviously Richard must have, you know, have, have this himself, is that when you're actually a visitation from an evil or a negative spirit, what right. they're doing is locking onto your light, which is your energy field. And that's what happens in haunted locations most of the time. You know, it, it, that's why it gets a little bit spooky and a little bit frightening, because if you don't know what's happening... It's, it's normally an evil entity that locks onto your good light, which is your energy field, which is the auric field. Oh, wow. So uh, yeah. those 50, 52 Americans will have a lot of fun tonight, then? I think they're going to have a lot of fun tonight, yeah. Yeah, I'm quite sure of that, because, as I say, being in the most, the most haunted hotel in Scotland, um, you never know something might happen. And, and of course, we've got one or two, uh, one or two uh, sensitive people uh, Richard? Has he gone? I think we lost him. Oh, really? Oh, well, I, I'm still here, Ron. That's good. <laughs> you know, as much as we have uh, all this modern conveniences, there's still problems. But uh, I understand that uh, Microsoft is buying Skypes anyway, so who knows? It may actually improve. Yeah. Um, I was just getting back to the, obviously, you know, Richard and the, right. his, his ghost hunting. I mean, it is fascinating, you know, to to actually catch stuff on equipment these days because the technology is absolutely fantastic. I mean, I don't know if you ever remember me coming to America and doing the spirit of John Lennon. Oh, that would be fascinating. Now, now no, did I, you act I've, I've actually done it. Oh, you have? Yeah, there's a DVD out that the American people can see. I come over about nearly three and a half years ago, and I actually predicted on a couple of um, TV channels out there that I would bring the spirit of John Lennon through. Uh, did and you do it? I, I, I actually predicted on TV in America that I would bring him through, you know, in during the seance. And I don't know if you've actually listened, anyone listened, seen it. There's an actually DVD that you can get, and it's called The Spirit of John Lennon. And I took part in that, and I went to Liverpool and done, you know, went to his hometown in the cavern, picked up information that wasn't in the public 
Jermaine connected to the Beatles. And then we went to New York and we went outside the Dakota buildings. Right. And then we done a seance in a cafe called Cafe La Fortuna where John Lennon used to go for his coffee with Yoko Ono. And during that seance is that my microphone had actually gone completely down and it was John Lennon's best friend there and he was a, he was a skeptical, he was not, not really a believer. And I told him information that was coming through from John Lennon that was connected to his last birthday that he'd actually give John Lennon. And it was one of those, um, you know those old um, radio, what do they call the old American record things? Right, right, yeah. DJ things. That's what he actually gave John for his last birthday present. Oh, wow. You know, so some of the information. But then after we finished, I felt a little bit disappointed because I had said on national TV in America that I was going to bring John Lennon through. And I heard it crystal clear the voice that I would bring him through. So I felt a little bit disappointed that I wanted something, something else. And as they were um, playing this back, obviously you've heard of white noise. Right. Right. And when you listen to it, the white noise that appears, John Lennon's voice comes through and it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I've never experienced anything like it on the message that come through. Obviously, I'm not going to give the message because right. people need to watch it, you know, themselves. But it was it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, you know, picking all information and white noise and it coming through so clear was fantastic. Richard, what do you think of that, Richard? Still not with us. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so it's, it's like an EVP where he actually manifested his voice on the recording. Is is that kind of what we're saying? Yeah, what we done? We went to the Cafe La Fortuna where John Lennon and Yoko Ono used to, you know, used to have coffee there. Right. And right. you know, his voice is actually when we rewind everything back. You know, it, it come through clear the white noise. You know, which is you know. That's why I say when we always do an investigation, you, you like to try and have something that is a little bit solid so you know that if you're going to make a statement and say that such and such a thing is going to come through, I think that's the type of information I was getting at before. We need to be more powerful in what we're getting. Absolutely. I agree with you. So, anyways, if anyone has a question for us, they certainly can call in at 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869, a question on comment, or they can join us live in the Tojanet or the Pararex chat room and uh, ask their question there anyways. But uh, I guess we lost Richard again. So, anyways, uh, is this DVD, what was the name of it again? So that if someone it's wants called, to... Yeah, it's called The Spirit of John Lennon. The spirit of John Lennon. Okay, so I'm actually going to see if I can dig that baby up as well. So uh, it's intriguing. Now, when you deal with a famous person, I mean, did you? It's not like you summon him. That's what I'm kind of thinking. At uh, do you, is it that you summoned him? Is that is that what really happened? 
No, Ron, I, I didn't actually. What I've done, I sent my thought up to the universe yeah. because I'm a great believer in asking permission in people wanting to come through because it, it's, you know, it's entirely up to them whether they want to communicate or not. You know, and because he said yes, I knew is that he wanted to proceed and come through. Okay. So, so it's like me talking to you now and saying to you, would you like to appear on this TV show with me? You either say yes or no. But because you've got a physical body, you can answer. Because right. they're coming through without the physical body, they'll come through and obviously give you it within, you know, they'll send a message to you that you're actually picking up, whether that's clairvoyantly, clairsentient, or clairaudience. I mostly wear clairaudience. So, so you, I, you actually I, hear, hear what they say. Yeah, then. I actually hear the spirit people talking to me. I guess Richard is with us. I, I think he can hear us, but we can't hear him. And uh, that's that's too bad because uh, I know he has, uh, with all his dealings with the most haunted. Uh, <laughs> oh, Ron, can you hear me? Yay, Richard, you are back. Hey, matey, I'm back. Listen, this is ridiculous. I've been listening to you all the time. I can hear everything you say. Okay. Yeah, I was waiting, waiting for your comments. We, we couldn't hear oh, a word from you. That's weird. Yeah, I find it absolutely fascinating, amazing. Um, as I say, I used to I used to sell John Lennon records, so I'm I'm quite into the Beatles. And, and guess what? Um, the guy that's with me now, Charles Charles Rosenay, actually does um, Beatles tours from America to England. So really? you know, talk, talk, yeah, talking about John Lennon is, is is quite amazing, quite something. In fact, very quick while I've while I've got you and you can hear me, let me just put Charles on for two seconds so we can have a quick chat, chat with you because okay. he these tours of terror. There you go. Hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> my, my ears perked up when you mentioned John Lennon. Yeah, we do the tours to Liverpool for Beatle fans. We do Dracula tours to Transylvania. And then we do the ghost tours to England and Scotland. Well, that's amazing. And, and you are based, are you based in America? Yeah, well, well yeah, we're based in, in Connecticut, in New England, and also in Transylvania. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, we, uh, yeah. It's uh, toursandevents.com, and uh, we bring we bring uh, Americans, we bring uh, Canadians, we bring people from all over the world on these theme tours. Well, there, there you go. You have to bring some to the Sixth Sense Academy where they can get some officially learning. <laughs> we, we would love to. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. If you, obviously you can get in touch, and we, you know, we'll we'll talk. And uh, we, you know, Richard is our official host on m many of the tours, and it's just, it's just, it's magical, you know. It's, it's, it's a combination of horror and fun and uh, scares, and it's just the, the perfect mix of everything for the, for the travelers who come over. Yeah, and once again, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, uh, Charles, how would they do that? Yeah, the website is www.toursandevents.com. Spelled out, T-O-U-R-S-A-N-D, events.com. Huh, that's easy enough. Yeah. And I will, right. put, uh, I will put uh the fearless Mr. Felix on again. Hold on. Uh, wait a minute. He's not fearless. Trust me. He's not fearless. I'm here again. Yeah, he called you fearless. I know you're not fearless. Well, fearless, oh, you know, you only know too well that I'm not fearless, my friend. Yeah, that's you? right. <laughs> and I have to tell you that last night in the hotel, I had footsteps in my bedroom and I was alone, mate. 
Really? Yeah, I mean, come on, it could have been the, the night porter walking outside. I, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. And you know, you know what a skeptic I am, but uh, I sat up three times and, and looked around and, and there was nothing there. Uh, but there you go. And I thought, shall I get the camera? But nothing else happened. So we're well, having an absolutely fantastic time here, though. I tell you, it's uh, really something special. Um, but I'm sorry we've had problems with uh, connections tonight. But uh, say la vie. Yeah, everybody, everybody complains when you're not here. They said uh, we make such a great team. They they hate when there's only half of us. <laughs> That's absolutely true. In fact, I think we should get married, my friend. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're separated by birth, right? Yeah, we are indeed. Yeah, and yeah. and a few thousand miles. But yeah. uh, hopefully, hopefully everything will be back. I shall be back next week as normal, and we can uh, come get, get down some serious uh, ghost talks again. Actually, I have a question for you now. Now, Joe deals with. He has this academy called the Six S I X Sense Academy, yeah. and it is in oh, what's the name of that town again? There, Leosol Castle. Yeah, better you than me. It's actually in a castle, Richard. How cool is that? This That's academy. Quite, this is an awesome. What in England or in, in Liverpool? Yeah, in England, Richard. Fantastic. And wow. oh, yeah, so, yeah. don't you think that is like the, the ultimate laboratory? Yes, yes, y of course it is. Because you know what I'm like. You know what I say about stone buildings being uh, a huge stone tape recorder that that records the the events, the traumas, and the tragedy and everything else that's gone on in them. Um, yeah, I can't think of anywhere better. I, I, I need to know more. We need to talk some more about this, Joe, because it sounds very interesting. Yeah, it'd be great to have your your guys. Obviously, you're coming in to do um, to do yeah. you know for some month for for them. It'd be great. We'll talk. Yeah, do that. G give me a buzz or, or, or email me, uh, Richard at FelixFilms.net, and let's talk some, my friend. You're the you easiest go. person to find in the world. You're all over <laughs> the net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go, you see. A bit like dog muck, I'm everywhere. <laughs> so anyways, I, I know that we just about ran out of time. Evidently, we're about a, a minute left in it. Joe, we want to oh, thank you so much for uh, coming on, and uh, sorry about uh, Richard making it. Only halfway here. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, but you know that's not like, your fault. Those yeah. damn, damn Yanks. The damn Yanks. That's their fault. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Joe, uh, once again, do you want to give out your website and, and contact information and, and your book and all that cool stuff? Yeah, it's um, www.sixcentacademy.com. And if anyone wants to go on my uh, website, it's Joe Power. .co.uk. And okay. thanks for having me, everyone. Being great. Richard, take care. And Ron, uh, thanks for having me. And I hope to see you again. Yeah, well, I'll pass across again, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. All right, have a great day. Okay, take care. Bye. Yep. Cheers, Joe. See you later. Bye. Bye. Well, it was fascinating well, guy, uh, Richard. I, uh, I enjoyed him. Yes, I've worked with him before. I worked with him on a show that we did uh, in Cardiff at um, St. David's Hall, and uh, he's a great guy. Yeah, I like this whole idea of the uh, the uh, Sixth Sense Academy. I think that's a great oh, idea, fantastic. especially being yeah. in a castle. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. It's like a, you have your own laboratory there. Yeah, yeah. I really think it's a good idea. We have a look some more into it and see what we can do. Uh, there you go. Go up and talk to him up there and do a show from there or something like that. Oh, that would be very cool. Well, yeah, I just have to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs>
Happy haunting!